Welcome to the Mission North Shore podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry here at the Mission, visit us online at www.themissionnorthshore.org. Thanks for listening. God bless. I'm going to be uh, in Proverbs chapter 4, so if you'll turn there, and then I'm going to jump on to uh, Psalms 139. Okay, Proverbs chapter 4. I'll read this, these two first. And uh, up there I might say 23, but I'm going to be reading it from uh, verse 20, Proverbs 4, starting in verse 20, and I'm reading the 23. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. And if we jump ahead to 139, Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24. He says here, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. Okay, something, and true to what this uh, quote is up here, that I'm going to be sharing um, from my experience in in this... uh, year has been an interesting year for me, and I probably circulated around the whole church and told everybody the long version of uh, what happened to me. And uh, if you don't know yet, then you're going to get the short version, alrighty? That uh, as far as I remember, in November, somewhere around November 2013, I started getting chest pains. And uh, randomly, kind of odd, who knows when, you know, different times of the day. And, uh, of course, I ignored it. And uh, I wasn't sure what to make of it. And it kind of felt like what they say, if, you know, if you feel this, then you better go to the doctors right away. But um, I'm not a big doctor, go to the doctor type person. So... I kind of let it go, and it wasn't going away. Um, I went on to the Philippines, that trip, Tacloban, amazing trip, praise the Lord. And uh, the chest pains kept going. Then I came back, and I went to Israel for uh, a couple of weeks with my wife. And uh, again, I didn't tell her, because uh, then I would have to go to the doctors, if you tell your wife. So... Um, it kept on going. And a little bit after I went to, got back from Israel, I said, man, I got to go get checked. When I got checked and, and through the different steps, if anybody over here has ever been through those steps, then uh, I ended up in the hospital for uh, seven days, part of that. Uh, April 28th was when I had open heart surgery, five bypasses, which uh, 
most people say, say they didn't even know you could have that many. And um, I'm not sure, you know what I mean? Maybe the doctors, when they went in, you know, like through the form, they're like, well, we're in here already. Let's just fix everything. And, uh, you know, I don't know what happened. But that seven days that I was in the hospital, I had a lot of time to think, which normally isn't good. But the Lord was gracious. And I started, I could see because I'm going, you know, you ever had like something wild happen to you and you find yourself in a place that you maybe never comprehended that you would ever be. And uh, I'm going, Lord, are you trying to tell me something? You're trying to get my attention? And uh, I think that he was. And through that time that I was... uh, laying there, and obviously not everybody, I think Winter stayed a couple nights and uh, went home after that. So at night I was alone, and a little bit after the surgery, there was a bunch of times that uh, there wasn't people there. So there was a lot of time to pray and kind of consider, okay, Lord, what is this all about? What happened? And you know what? I started thinking about each one of those things about our heart, the spiritual aspect of our heart. And I never paid any attention, as maybe some of us here, to the physical part of my heart. And I didn't, couldn't imagine that it was in that bad of a shape. But as I laid there in the hospital bed, I had a lot of time to think about the analogy of our hearts. And uh, that's why I picked these scriptures here because I think that it's really important. And I don't want to downgrade the condition of your heart physically because obviously I know that it isn't something to be, you know, um, blown off. Right? And it was by the grace of God probably that I'm still here. Everybody likes to tell me that, you know, that, well, God wasn't done with you, which, uh, praise the Lord for that, and, uh, but still doesn't make me feel much better. The uh, more pressure is like, oh my gosh, now what? Now I still have responsibility. Um, what is the condition of our hearts towards God and towards others? And hopefully if I you know, got my head screwed on straight, I'll be able to make some of those analogies that I pondered in the hospital and in the time since then, my recovery coming back. And uh, one thing I guess probably good, you know, a lot of people, thanks to everybody that was praying, obviously uh, the prayers work, I'm still here. A lot of people came down and visited me and prayed for me. Some people... They were really gracious where they didn't want to bother me and they stayed home, which uh, thanks for that because uh, I, I had more than enough um, visitors. So if you were one of those one to go, look, I don't want to bu- go and bug him. That was, thank you, that was well received. So, yeah, I got tired of being bugged, but... Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. In the New Living Translation, it says to guard your heart 
above all else, for it determines the course of your life. In the New International Version, it says of that same scripture, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So the exhortation to us, and as I read there in Proverbs chapter 4, and if you know, the whole book of Proverbs is really wise counsel. And he's saying there for us to guard our hearts, watch over them. Why? Because it determines the course of our life. For everything we do flows from it. And each step of the way, I can tell you, man, my heart, man, if your heart gives out, you don't keep on going. Okay? It's not one of those optional parts of your body. Every sin, every attitude starts in our heart. You ever thought about that? Everything. It's the source of all our actions, all our attitudes, and what we allow in our heart will determine the course of our life. True. Think about it. It is here in our heart that we stay on course or we go off course in our walk with the Lord. Whatever is in our heart is going to come out sooner or later. It's going to influence what we do, what we say, and where we go. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19, it says, As in water, face reflects face. So the heart of man reflects man. As with a mirror, whatever is inside is going to be reflected out. And I could go through the big long list. Anything. Bitterness, unforgiveness, pride. If that's inside, it's going to come out. Sooner or later, it's going to come out. And that's why it's important, he's saying here, for us to guard what we allow inside of our heart. Guard that. In Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 to 19, Jesus is speaking, and this is in the New Living Translation. Jesus says, but the words you speak come from the heart. That is what defiles you. For from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. So what's he saying? Hey, it's important. Why? Because you know what? All of those things, bad and also good, come from your heart. It depends on what you put in there. Proverbs says to watch and guard over your heart with all diligence. What that means is to pay attention, to apply yourself to. And uh, I can tell you, and, and I'm, I'm, man, it's going to take an act of God to help me to uh, kind of keep it together at some of these parts because it was amazing after the surgery all the way up until the present time, but more in the beginning that 
I heard a multitude of advice about what to eat, what not to eat, what to do, what not to do. It's crazy. It's frustrating. Because everybody had a little slant on what I'm like, I'm just going to stop eating. I think that 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 covers it. It didn't matter. One person would say, eat this. And then the next day I talked to someone else and they're like, don't eat that. You know, and I'm going like, oh my gosh. And, and winter, it's my winter back there. And uh, man, that like strained our marriage. Let me tell you. Something that, because she was telling me, did you take your pills? Did you eat? And I'm like, Man, if somebody, one other person gives me advice. <laughs> and you know what? Thanks for all the advice. But I promise you, I didn't take hardly any of it. Okay? But thanks anyway. Okay? We pay so much attention to what we eat. Some people more than others. All of our, you know, exercise. All kinds of stuff. Which is good. I'm not saying it's bad. But we, people put so much effort into that. And I wonder if we put that much effort into the spiritual aspect of our heart. If we paid that much attention, if we were that diligent to really search our hearts, and to really look and go, look, I want to have a spiritually healthy heart as much as I want a physically healthy heart. And just like anything, it take, you, if you sit around and drink coffee and donuts, then there's no doubt, you don't have to look online to see what the results are going to be. Right? You know. But you know what? Spiritually, it's the same way. Jesus, speaking about the Pharisees, says that they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How important is it for us to honor the Lord with our heart? And not just our lips. That as we talk or we're sitting here and whatever we do, that it comes out of a heart that's completely sold out for the Lord. Okay, and sometimes, you know what, those things, and I can tell you, I was probably in a hospital room more spiritual than I normally am. Right? Makes sense, because you might die. So I want to make sure that I'm, if I do, that I'm like, up to speed with the Lord. But now that I'm feeling better, maybe not that pressing, and I've noticed that I'm going like, man, as I get better physically, I'm actually more slacking spiritually. And those things are starting to, to kind of creep up on me. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 2 says, Every man's way is right in his own eyes, 
but the Lord weighs the heart. New Living Translation says, People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. Knowing the true condition of our heart is how important. It is really dangerous. And I can tell you because I did not know. I thought I was fine. Physically. But I wasn't. And praise the Lord that the Lord was gracious enough to give me some time. Because He knew what a knucklehead I was. It was going to take four months to, to go and really get checked. Okay, but spiritually, what do we do? Do we know... What if, which I did kind of know, but neglected. I neglected to go and get checked. Why? Right? And it might be like you, I'm guessing, that kind of standard maybe for some men to be in denial. It can't be that. Right? But spiritually is the same way for us to not be looking. For us to maybe getting some signals but to be in denial. Same thing to just completely ignore what really is going on. Maybe the Lord's speaking to us, giving that signal. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. Now, I don't know if anybody here noticed, and I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you that our hearts are not on the outside. So we can't see it. And my operation, they had to go inside to fix something pretty major. But nobody could see that. In the same way spiritually, nobody can see your heart outside. And we might look great on the outside, but maybe on the inside everything's not so great. But, as it says here, the Lord can see inside. He's the one that can see the true condition of our heart. Sometimes we can't even see it. I thought I was doing just great, except for those four months, and half the time it didn't bother me. I kept on surfing the whole time. I did everything that I used to do, just sometimes limited, that's all. God knows the truth of what's going on in our heart. And that brings us to Psalms 139, verses 23 to 24. He says here, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. That scripture in the New Living Translation says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Okay, our prayer should be that we're asking the Lord to do what? Lord, you search my heart. Why? Because we don't always see accurately, even our own hearts. Sometimes, I promise you, the real world is that other people can see 
something about you that you're blind to. Right? Usually your wife. That's why the Lord gave us wives, because they can see, they see the truth, and they don't mind telling you. Amen? That's their ministry. Yes, dear. I want God to search my heart. Why? Because I'm biased. I'm on my own side all the time. Right? And if my attitude wasn't right, I'm been a Christian and know the Word well enough where I can always figure out some spiritual way to make it right. Well, I meant good. I'm blind to my flaws and weaknesses. We favor ourselves. Sometimes we compare ourselves with others. And we're good to compare ourselves with somebody else that's worse than us. Right? Easy enough. I know how it's done. Right? It's like, I'm better than that guy. But you know what? The Lord is never fooled with that. Through that whole thing, in, in, I didn't feel good when I went to the Philippines. I came back from the Philippines. I said, man, i got to get checked because something's wrong. I actually talked to Cora, bless her heart. And uh, she gave me a little Cora lecture, as firm as Cora can be. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to go to the doctors. I went to the doctors when I came back from the Philippines. And uh, they did an EKG where they put all these wires on you. And then they look at your heart. And the guy says, you're fine. Everything's good. So I'm like, okay, right on. I like it already. And then I went to see the doctor. And she said that I had heartburn. And I told her everything. With her things that I didn't tell her everything. I told the doctor everything, how I felt. And uh, she said that I had a heartburn. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Here I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack. It's only heartburn. I just got to lay off the jalapenos. And uh, it didn't go away. After Israel, then I'm like, I got to go back. And I went back, told them the same thing. She lines me up for a uh, stress test. Anybody ever take a stress test here? Okay. And I I don't mean like your wife or your husband. Um, Like the hospital. Stress test. Okay, and what they do is they put you on this treadmill and then they just crank that baby up faster and faster and faster. And uh, they kind of even slant it back. And then this guy, I don't know. The guy that was the guy talked to me the whole time. And I'm puffing away. I'm like having a hard time. And I'm, in my mind, I'm going, why is this idiot talking to me? I'm like, can't you see that I'm having a hard Just keep quiet. I'm, I'm trying to concentrate. I'm not getting blown off this thing. The stress test helped them to see that there was something wrong. From there, I went to what they call an angiogram. And uh, I don't know if anybody ever got one of those. Very interesting. And... Uh, what they do is they go inside and they got a camera and they actually look 
at what, what's wrong and they can tell. No doubt, they can tell what's wrong in there. And you can hear the whole time you're awake. You can't feel it, you know. And you're awake, you can hear them talking. And they're kind of saying, they're talking about it. You know, well, it's whatever, 60 or 80 or 90 plugged up and, you know, so on and so forth. And uh, one more thing. And when they see that, then they schedule you or me for uh, the real deal. That they're going to go in and they're going to fix it. And uh, after signing a bunch of paperwork, sign your life over, then uh, they send you in there and they cut you open and they deal with it. And they bring you out and they send you home. And you know what? Those things, each one of those things, I can see like, man, the Lord, is that how the Lord deals with our heart? Sometimes there's some warning signal. You know, but maybe we don't pay attention. And he goes a little deeper. And each time goes a little deeper till we get to that place, hopefully, that we're willing. Now, I was in the hospital. They tell me, they tell you straight up what's wrong. And you know what? The Lord was extra gracious because I can promise you that they didn't give me any options. They didn't say, well, what do you think? Would you like this or not? Because I probably would have said, no, I think I'm going to wait for a little while. They just tell you, this is, they don't ask you. You're going to do it or else. They don't even tell you or else. In fact, interesting enough, they don't even give you a guarantee that you're even going to make it through that operation, which is a whole nother message. <laughs> Until they went in and looked, they didn't really know. They had signs. And that's the same thing. We want the Lord to come in and look and go, okay, Lord, I'm giving you permission to go inside of my heart. I want you to see the true condition of my heart. Because I don't want to be in denial. I don't want to be thinking I'm fine. You know, and it's a very interesting thing. How many people, generally men, I don't know any women told me that, but men after a lot of guys went and got tested. My son, one of them. You know, but that's what I'm encouraging us today. Go before the Lord and let Him test your heart. First Samuel 16, 7, God says that man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, it says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from His sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. You know, I can tell you, I had... Probably a really good doctor. But there's no doctor better than him for heart surgery. What goes on in his heart? He keeps going in that scripture in Psalms and he says there, See, you search my heart, Lord, and also see if there be any hurtful way in me, 
Living Translation says, point out anything that offends you. I consider, man, do we consider in our crazy anger or bitterness or all that stuff that we're offending the Lord too? Keep us from anything that offends Him. Keep us from any hurt, hurting someone else. That's what I want. He says also to test me and know my anxious thoughts. Test me to prove, right? Now, tell me, when I went to the doctors, do you think they gave, put some tests on me? Sure. The stress test is just that, to prove you, and I can tell you I flunked the stress test. I couldn't finish. Why? Because there was something wrong. Now, should I go home and go, man, I'm always flunking tests. I should have known I wasn't going to pass that one. That's one test that we could be happy if we flunk. Because now they know that something is wrong and they can go in there and fix it. Test me or prove me and know my anxious thoughts. This is like a revelation to me. Because uh, that's one of my ministries is being anxious. Anybody have that ministry here besides me? Okay. Literally, when I looked up the literal translation of that word, anxious means divided or idle. Whoa. Not what I expected. You know. Literally, the anxious thoughts mean that we have a divided heart. Makes a lot of sense. Divided, why? Because, you know, a part of me is wanting to believe the Lord and part of me is not. I want to believe the thoughts. A divided heart. Literally, it means an idol. I-D-O-L. Idol. Man, and I thought, man, isn't that true? When I'm anxious, what am I doing? I'm putting something above the Lord. Right? He's supposed to get that place. But you know what? Whatever, that circumstance or that thought or that situation or that fear gets put before the Lord. Test me and know my anxious thoughts, he says there. Psalms 86, verse 11. He says to give me an undivided heart that I may fear or respect your name. And that's what we want. That should be our prayer. Lord, give me an undivided heart. Not a heart that's partially for you. And part of my heart, I'm saving on the side for me. Our heart should belong completely to Him. Are we ready and bold enough to say that prayer? You know what? Interesting enough that that scripture there in Psalms, I prayed that. That was like something that the Lord laid on my heart way, way, way before I ever ended up in a hospital. And I kind of thought, man, is that an answer to my prayer? Search my heart, because I'm going, Lord, man, sometimes I'm surprised at what I got in my heart. And you know what? In the hospital, it was an answer. Because the Lord got to show me an amazing analogy of what can happen 
if you leave those things unchecked in your heart. Sooner or later, there's going to be trouble. Sooner or later, I promise you. He can reveal the true condition of our hearts. We can't truly be spiritually healthy until we are submitted to Him at that level. Well, what do we do? First thing, pray for Him to reveal the true condition of our heart. Pray. You ask the Lord, Lord, search my heart. You know exactly. You know better than me. You search and you reveal to me. Help me to be honest. That's Help me to act on what God and His Word has shown us. Help me to be honest with what you're telling me. If you don't want to hear, now I could have gone home from that thing and I'm kind of going like, whoa, with that hospital thing, I know where it was going. It don't take a genius to figure out, you're in trouble, buddy. But I could have blown that whole thing off and told Winter like, ah, you know, what the doctor say? And gone, well, you know, they said that this, but it wasn't to my advantage. Be honest with what the Lord tells you. Confession. Get right with Him. 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, confess it is what it is. It's sin that we've allowed a place in our heart. We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Psalms 19.14, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I hope that that's what we want. That we want the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart, what we think about, what we park our thoughts on. Another thing is depend on His power to fix what's wrong. Now, I couldn't very well come home from the hospital and go, I got it. Right? That would have been really foolish. And I know that I didn't have, I'm just going to look online. Self-help. Right? Wouldn't be possible. You know what? The Lord is the only one that can fix our hearts. Depend on His power to fix what's wrong. Be diligent to watch over, to guard. And I have here continual checkups. Makes sense. Continual checkups. Where is that? In the Word. Continual checkups with the Lord. Okay, Lord, You show me. We continually have to watch because you know what? Every day is a new day. Every day there's a new challenge. Diet and medicine. Now, do I eat the same things that I used to eat? Mostly no. Right? Diet is something. Everybody knows that. And people ask me all the time, are you eating the same stuff? Are you crazy? No way. 
Diet and medicine. Do I have to take my medicine every day? Yeah, I take my medicine every day. But spiritually, be in the Word. What diet are you on? Why are you eating only junk food spiritually? Maybe you're, not, maybe you're neglecting the Word. You're not getting enough in your heart. What about prayer? Man, prayer, I can tell you, sharpens your heart. What about fellowship, being involved? And uh, that kind of goes along with this last one, which says uh, exercise. That's another thing that I have to do. Exercise. And I put here, involvement. Get involved. Right? Don't be on the outskirts. Do something. Don't be idle. I-D-L-E. Don't be idle. No idols and don't be idle. Get involved. That's going to help. Psalms 119 verses 9 through 11. It says here, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word have I treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Amazing scripture. New Living Translation, it says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Last couple of scriptures, Luke 8, 5. Jesus says, But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold fast to it and bear fruit with perseverance. Matthew 5, 8, again, Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now my prayer for myself and for everybody here is that, that we pay attention to the spiritual aspect of our heart. That we'd ask the Lord to search our hearts and see if there's any way in us that's not pleasing to Him, that's not according to the Word. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You so much for Your Word. Lord, and by Your grace, Lord, that You point things out and it doesn't feel good. Lord, and even the, you know, what it takes for You to get it out of our heart, that You might have to operate. Lord, but all because You love us so. Lord, and I do pray that You would search each and every heart here. Lord, that You would reveal to us anything that's there that is not pleasing to You. Anything that's there where we might be causing hurt to other people. Lord, and anything that's there that we've placed before You. Lord, we desire to be whole. We desire to have healthy hearts in your sight. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name.